Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Commerce Club podcast. I'm your host Sophie Biggestaff and this show is all about helping small product-based business founders debunk the challenges they're facing in their business right now. I've worked in the retail industry for the past 12 years for some of the world's biggest brands including Ralph Lauren, Kate Spade and Burberry and I now use my extensive industry experience to help entrepreneurs like you set up and grow their brands. This week's guest on the Commerce Club podcast is the wonderful Alana, who is the founder of This Is The Remix. This Is The Remix was born following Alana's diagnosis for autism, age 36. She wanted to create something that was inspired by all of her interests and elements of her personality to promote a positive message to anyone struggling with mental health and support them on their healing journey. She created a positive message clothing brand, and I love this conversation so much as mental health is such a hot topic for me, and I've been on my own healing journey over the past couple of years. So we had a lot to talk about, and her story is super inspirational so I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Hey Alana, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me to talk about your brand. Um, Do you want to just give us a bit of an overview of who you are, what you do and what your business is all about? So um, I'm Alana, I'm the founder of uh, This Is The Remix, a mental health clothing brand for those um, overcoming trauma. Um, it's a white ranch uh, clothing brand and I choose t-shirts and hoodies like the usual mental health brands um, and um, I'm autistic uh, I'm a mom to uh, an autistic teen as well and um, I've been uh, doing everything for the brand for this is a remix for around two years and a half now uh, I started um because i realized like how important it is to know where you stand in your mental health diagnosis wise and uh, how important it is to you know create meaningful conversations to decrease stigma in mental health uh, for people not feeling like they are trauma dumping everyone and feeling the pity looks back so opening meaningful conversations around that through fashion it's, it's something that i'm very passionate about Amazing. What a, what a great, like, business to have started, like, something to be really proud of. That Thank you're you. Reduce some stigma, open conversations, like, positive conversations around topics that can feel very heavy and dark sometimes. So I think yeah. that's exciting. And can I ask you a personal question? Like, when did you get diagnosed with autism? Um, was that something that you found out really early on in your life, or has that been in, like, your adult years? Um, I got diagnosed at 36. Wow. I'm 39 now. I'm going to be uh, 40 this year, actually. Wow. So I got diagnosed at the end of 2019, right before the pandemic. Um, my son was diagnosed when he was four. And I think I got diagnosed like six years after him or something like that. I never really thought I was autistic. It never crossed my mind. For me, it was more than uh, more than me not fitting in. I never realized I wasn't fitting per se. I always thought, like, why are they the way they are? Why do they hug so much? Why they don't find it this so uncomfortable as I do? So, (laughs) like, thinking why the world wasn't like. Why are they not normal? You know, like if I was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, later in life, well, I went through the process of a diagnosis, very much by accident. 
and um i had like a always had struggles with my mental health that now after having a diagnosis i realized they were strongly connected with being autistic um and uh, in one of the of the appointments with a psychiatrist the subject came up and there was a question about myself like how when you stand in a mirror and see yourself what do you see and i took it so literal and i got really upset and I had a, an argument with the clinician like see this is not about my looks i know i look good there is that that is not an issue it's not about my my you know like my presentation do you think because i can shower and i can dress well i'm not depressed it's about how i feel so i had that super bad argument and i actually put a complaint to the the psychiatrist <laughs> and a couple of weeks after i received a letter from him with a autism questionnaire wow because okay. i mentioned that my son was autistic and and i mentioned he asked me like this is something that you have maybe wondered if he if you experience it yourself and i was like ah people have made comments before um i had a boyfriend at the time that that would bring it up very often it wasn't a bad thing between us i always uh, thought it was interesting like oh maybe but not really convinced and um so i said that to the doctor like something that has been brought up but and then he sent a questionnaire. I fill it up like he's trying to like wind me up. Yeah. <laughs> and he came back with another letter saying like, "Oh, you're you're in line for a diagnosis for an assessment." So yeah. year and a half after, I found myself receiving a, a diagnosis of autism at the age of thirty-six. Wow! And how did that feel? Was it like a relief to finally think, "Oh." This all makes sense. It's or interesting because at first, that, that's a very neurotypical question. How did it feel? Autistic people often find themselves not understanding what they feel. Yeah. That there is like a delay in emotions and processing their emotions or understanding what you are actually feeling at the moment. Yeah. And for me, it's pretty much a delay or a numbness. Like nothing, it was like if, if they told me I had flu, the flu, you know. Like, oh, okay. Then with time, the feelings started coming in. And in, in a way, being through the pandemic was good for that time because all the social expectations dropped to zero. So I could just deal with my things. Yeah. And and for me, life in, in the pandemic was like, oh, this is pretty much my life all the time. Very autistic of me. <laughs> oh. And uh, I had the chance to like through go, go through the, the grief of oh wow so realizing things from my childhood that could have been managed better if they knew yeah. and and jobs that i lost because of my lack of empathy sometimes um which was very difficult because my career was something that was very it, it meant a lot for me yeah. before becoming a mom and it was really difficult, even now, thinking of getting back. I'm a graphic designer. I've been a graphic designer for 20 years now. And uh, thinking of getting back into an office environment, knowing I'm autistic, it's like, oh, no. Oh, wow. And so I had a lot of grief around that because it was like the realization of there were many things that never were going to be the way I wanted. Okay. And um, and it, it was it was bittersweet, but at the end of it, at the 
you know, once you go through the thick of it, it's it's been really good because I've, I have finally, I found more than fan understood my identity. Oh, like this is, this is not something I do. This is who I am. Yeah. So it's, there is nothing I can do to learn to not be so burnt out easily. It's, I just have to live a slower life because this is who I am. And many things like that has helped a lot because I have stopped feeling so guilty about not, you know, not being able to, to run the race at the same speed as others. There yeah. is days, there is days where it affects me. Actually, I was having a chat with a friend today about it, that sometimes you can feel like I have everything that, that it takes to get where I want to be. Yeah. I have it. I know I have it, but I can't run at the same speed as others. I need yeah. to slow down. I have to, maybe they will get there in a week. I will get there in three years. And that is frustrating sometimes. Yeah. So accepting that, you know, coming to terms with that can be difficult because there is always the game of comparison yourself with others. Uh, but it's not something that stays as long as it used to before. It's, it's, it comes and goes, but most of it is like, okay, well, let's this uncomfortable feeling sit. They're very uncomfortable, deal with them, and then go, I keep going at my newfound speed, my new identity. Yeah. I think having the knowledge now that that is who you are and there's reasons behind certain characteristics or behaviors I think knowledge is power and you can really use that oh my god yes <laughs> although yeah like you say you know you didn't feel straight away it took you a minute to kind of um think figure out how you felt about that and come to terms with it and understand it but actually probably previously you were also struggling to um feel maybe like why you didn't feel certain ways or do certain things in certain ways so now having that understanding has that really helped you that like, kind of navigate your life now navigate life with like your son who's also got absolutely journey as well. i'm glad that you touch on that because it's something i always said like if 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 someone has heard me speaking in another podcast i i've I'm pretty sure I have said this before. It, there, for me, people divide in two groups. And ignorance is a bliss or knowledge is power. Yeah. So there is people that really prefer to be ignorant about what is going on because the reality is very, very painful. Yeah. And they're just not prepared for it. Nothing bad in it, nothing wrong. It's not like I despise them. It's just they're different than me. Yeah. I am in the group of knowledge is power. The more that I know, the more I can understand how to deal with my issues. For two reasons, I can understand what I'm doing things. I can understand why I, I'm not doing things, but I also can understand how to change them if they need to be changed. Because yeah. once you know what is happening and the reason, there will be two, two routes to take. Is this something that I live with and I can't change and I have to accept and learn to live with it? Or this is something that it's not really who I am. It's something that I have been um, systematically trained to do through experiences in life, trauma, other people languages towards me. Or this is something that is actually part of me and my personality and I should stand myself and say, I will keep doing this. Yeah. All because I have the knowledge and the power. Yeah. 
So and that's one of the principles of my brand. Like I, I want people to get into these meaningful and candid conversations. So, yeah. so they can leave having to something to think about to get better, to improve yeah. their lives. Yeah, I agree. I, th I think knowledge is power and I, I'm the same as you. Like I, if I understand, the more I understand something, the easier I find it to navigate and like find solutions for or change direction from like, cause I've struggled with mental health issues as well. And I've definitely, the more that I can understand why my brain works in a certain way and like why I am and the way that I am in certain situations, the more I can then do something to change it or I can adapt the ways that I work or the adapt the ways that I live to cater for that. It's like, you're just kind of like softening something that otherwise can feel like a challenge because you're basically yeah. working with your situation rather than against it, basically. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. You just, just put it into words perfectly. Work for the situation, not against it. Once yeah. you know how something affects you, it, like knowing your triggers, whatever they are, then you can accommodate. Yeah. And be, being autistic, I have had to include the word accommodation in my voc vocabulary more often but i think everyone should there is so many accommodations that we can ask that are so so simple to implement and that people will you will find that people are usually very happy to accommodate yeah very understanding and sometimes it's just us thinking they will think we are this or we are that yeah. and and that's the the line between like you said working with your situation or against it yeah i think that's amazing i think that's all, you, all we can do right is like try and be the best versions of ourselves and like when you're working with yeah that it's essentially a power so i think that that's, that's really amazing and i assume that you or tell me have you um used your personal experiences in like your business and like is that one of the reasons why you started your business tell me a little bit about the journey to kind of setting up the brand um so yes i have used my personal experiences a lot i will say a lot at the start it was very cathartic for me um so i had a very challenging upbringing with a narcissistic mother and an undiagnosed autistic father mm -hmm. so if he was very vulnerable and i have had struggles coming to Tim accepting why he didn't leave that relationship. So growing up with a with a narcissistic mother, it comes with a set of challenges and, and perks <laughs> that will accompany you your whole life, right? Like certain behaviors that, that like like I said, you are just systematically trained to be a victim. So yeah. so it's it's hard to overcome that kind of mindset. And um and then Growing up, I left my, my home at 19, being autistic, trying to, you know, thrive in a, in a world of uh, the office world, um, you know, trying to escalate as a businesswoman. I uh, formed my own business when I was just 21 or 22. And I was actually very successful as a graphic designer. Uh, then I became a mom and I had to stop working because I couldn't stop being sick all the time. And I just put all my money and my savings into a clothing shop. That was my first contact with, with fashion. 
So being autistic, I've always been passionate about celebrities. It's like one of my special interests, celebrities and fashion. And it always made me feel a little bit embarrassed because people see that as very um, superficial. So it was something I kept to myself a lot. Only close people to me will know. And and always trying to understand other people's behaviors brought me to being very interested in psychiatry and psychology. So I, I, I read the manual for mental health disorders criteria of diagnosis like if I'm reading the news every morning <laughs> like you will find me like oh the criteria of the, the diagnostic criteria for bipolar disorder is that so it's it's just something I really like and um and growing up in a, in a home that that was so chaotic it, it was fairly normal for me to have people giving me the looks of the pity looks when I when I told them where I was coming from, my experience. And I understand it comes from sympathy. Like they look at you like, oh, I'm so sorry because you had to live through that. But it, it's one of the things that I have found in common with um, with uh, survivors of abuse is uh, that they feel embarrassed of telling their stories because that look that people give you make you feel as if you are guilty of what happened to you. Like the, you're you're guilty of whatever trauma you have, as if you did it to yourself. When in reality, if you were a child, even as an adult, you you don't really control these things. They just happen to you because good things happen to good people. I mean, bad things happen to <laughs> good people, yeah. and you can't control that. And um, so that that was you know putting together all my interests with psychiatry, fashion, celebrities. And this desperate need of being understood, of being able to say where I'm coming from. You know, you gather with your friends and sometimes it's the stories of your childhood come up and you just have little to nothing to say because what you remember are just bad things. It becomes very isolating. Like you don't share your 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 really struggles. And when you finally do, you find that your friends or partners they even family will say like, well, you never said this before. You know, you can trust me. You know, you can share this with me. But the look says otherwise. So opening meaningful conversations has always been very important to me. Um, uh, uh, the chit chat is boring. I think, I believe chit chat is just so 2016. Like no, no one is into that anymore. <laughs> like I don't have time for that. You, if if, I, if I'm going to be your friend, I want to know everything, the good and the bad, and then decide like based in reality, not in that, you know, what you want to show the world. Like, I can be one of you. I don't want another one of these many people. I want you, the, the, the original person and unique that you are. That's something I hope to spark with my brand, these kind of conversations. Yeah. Even you don't have to tell people like, what is your story really? Like this shirt I'm wearing. It has a message on the cuff that says it's okay. It's okay to be selfish. So when someone reads that, because it has happened to me, they ask, "Oh, that oh, that's so true." And then you can just share your opinion about being selfish for your mental health. Mm -hmm. It will it will spark something. Maybe it's not going to be the day you tell them about your life, but maybe in the future they will know that you're open to this kind of conversations, mm -hmm. and, and that's very important. So after the pandemic, during the pandemic, I went through therapy.
tailored for autistic people. And um, there was one constant in there, and, and it was that I wanted to go to get back to work. And um, but thinking of the office world, like I said, it, it just terrifies me. And at some point, my therapist said, you have to decide what you're going to do. Or you find a way to accommodate yourself in this world that you are very well prepared to go to, skill-wise, or you create it for yourself. And I picked, I'm going to create it for myself. <laughs> it was that or Google Five Ways to Die. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. So, so it was like, you know what, I'm going to just put all my interests together and just do the clothing brand. And I couldn't think of a better name that this is the remix. It's the remix of everything that I'm interested in. And, uh, and I think every person is, at the end of the day, a remix of experiences. Yeah, what, what a brilliant story. I love that. Um, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's very, um, yeah, very inspirational. Like, you've obviously taken something that, you know, is a big part of your life and you're trying to bring all of those things together and actually make a business from it. And that's ultimately the path that you are supposed to be on because, as you say, you don't feel like uh, office work, corporate life is... No, not anymore. Not and anymore. I tried one. I tried once and, and no. Yeah, and no, I massively resonate with that and completely, completely understand that. And I think, yeah, I think it's amazing that you've been able to take what, yeah, I, I, I even with the, um, like the small talk and like the chit chat conversations, I completely resonate with that. Like I find it really difficult to sit and have a surface level conversation with someone. I want to know more. And the, the products that you're obviously you're developing and you're designing really promote those conversations. They're conversation starters. Yeah, the meaningful aspects of life. I think life has become so demanding. Like there's so you know so many things that you have to do these days. So many things you have to keep up with. Even just social media. Yeah. That that your energies are not longer something that you can just give for the sake of it. Like, I'm just going to go and have a chat with you. And, and yeah, how's the weather? How's is that? And then spend three days in my room regulating the, the, all the stress that that caused me, all the social anxiety. So if I'm going to go through that, it, I have to live with the feeling that, oh, this was good. This, this, this is worth it. It's worth it, yeah. You know, not, not just like, why did I do that? I shouldn't have said now. That is something I have promised myself that I'm going to pick wisely what I do so I don't come back home feeling like why did I agree to do this yeah 100% if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no I think that's how I'm <laughs> exactly. trying to that at the moment um <laughs> so if something even slightly feels like it's not uh, yes. yes I want to talk to you or yes I want to go and do that plan it's not worth your energy because you're yeah. yeah exactly I think okay. something I read was that energy is like currency and you've got to be really careful with like, yes you know that's a strategy for autistic people that you actually learn usually in therapy and it's uh understanding what are your energy depositing and energy withdrawing activities so if you're gonna withdraw energy then make sure that you're doing two or three things that are energy depositing oh i love that so then you you kind of like replenish the energies and make sure that that you can cope yeah and and people tend to think that energy depositing activities are very complex. When in reality, for example, I believe there is 
a lot of things that autistic people do that the neurotypicals do. That's why there is this um, misinterpretation uh, of being autistic that everyone's a little bit autistic, which is not real. Is th there is a lot of normal normal traits in autism. It's just the frequency and the and the intensity that impacts your life, right? So I'm very obsessed with psychiatry and psychology. Many people can have this interest as well. But when there has been certain time in my life that I'm not doing it, I would find myself really struggling to function because I need energy depositing activities. And for me, it's my special interest. So just reading something that is related to my special interest would give me energies. So people tend to think, oh, I have to, you know, do the whole take a bath and put the mask on and stuff. And it's not just that. There is a rainbow of things that can be energy depositing. It's just learning what kind of things you really enjoy doing and that you, you will find like, and also that you can share with others. Like you have to have someone that you can share these this nice things with. The human being is not made to be alone, even though I love my loneliness. <laughs> I think that's such a brilliant mindset hack. Um, like to think about, okay, right, I've got to do this task that I don't really like doing because it's going to be applied across all different things. Yes. Right? I've got to go and clean the dishes, for example. That is energy yeah. depositing. So what can I do afterwards? To fill my cup back up because essentially that's yeah. what you're saying it's like your your cup's half empty and then you've got to fill it back up almost yeah yes. and that's just part of life like there's going to be things that you've got to do that you don't really want to do but yeah. you've got to remember that you, there are things that you can supplement that with and help you get back to that 100 percent level rather than when you're at 80 sometimes so and and it's you know it's important to know that we are taught that uh, we, we're taught to plan our days in terms of productivity with time and work. Productivity, what is this going to give you back that is tangible, that, that is something that you can count? But, but we're not really taught to count the things that are really draining, like you said, like just washing the dishes. Like if you, have, if you put that into your things to do in a day, all the things you take for granted, and you realize how much these things take from you, you might be able to plant more efficiently. This is how I have been taking my life as, as an autistic person. And that also includes periods of times, periods of time where I'm doing absolutely nothing. Like I, I launched a collection recently in April and I went all in with it. It was a really good success. I never had like a collection that was so successful like this one, but I was burned out. Like I, I spread myself too thin, and then in May and June, I've been working at my ten percent capacity. Yeah. But before other other time in my life, this is the first time I'm actually like, ah, this is fine. It's okay. I need to sleep. I need to do nothing. Like if if you're in the position to do that, if you have the privilege to be able to say, no, at this today I'm gonna do nothing, then do nothing. That the guilt is gonna you know, find a way through you somehow. But if you commit to be prepared for this moment, you might find yourself just worrying a tiny bit and then, you know, accept it, what you can really do, what you can really deal with. And be prepared for, for the future, like for more energy withdrawing activities. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I can relate to that massively because I've been sick for the past week and I'm, yeah. I really struggle to, well, no, historically i've always struggled to listen to my body and take that as a sign of 
Sophie, you need to slow down. But this was the first time that I've consciously made a decision to be like, just sit still for a few days. Like, don't do anything. Don't put your energy into anything because your energy right now needs to just be focused on getting better because you've got things that you need to show up for in the next few weeks. So if I keep on forcing myself through things, I'm only going to make myself worse. And I'm not going to do long run that's going to be disappointing so I really have to listen to myself and it's just yeah you can't pour from an empty, empty cup so you know you have to allow yourself to recharge sometimes you're setting yourself a failure when you don't listen to your body exactly and that's okay like it's not every day it's not a long lasting thing I think yep. sometimes you get caught up like in in a world where it's like there's so much going on around us there's so much hustle there's so much like things happening and it's like oh my god if I just sit still for a day I'm going to lose out on all of these opportunities yes that's, yes. Not, that's not true so your business can wait a week you your the world can wait a week for you like in the grand scheme of things there's 365 days in a year seven days out of that where you're taking the time to just chill and look after yourself is not the end of the world your business is going to be in the same place when you got you're back there exactly exactly it's just you think it's not going to be there you think people will leave people will blah, 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 but the business is going to be exactly where you left it yeah i agree i agree 100 and like obviously the products that you're creating like i guess they're all designed to have some kind of impact on people's lives right like what would you yes. say are the impacts that you've kind of seen outside of just like buying and selling products it does it's a very interesting question because I would be lying if I tell you that I don't want my products to sell, right? Like I said, I want to make a living out of it. Of course. But at the start, that was my main thing. My main, like, how can I make money doing something I really like? And once I'm there, I've been two years in, and what is inside are things that people can't see. It's been, like, such a growing experience from, experience for me. It is a friendships. It's customers that have become regular people that are interested in my life and what I'm doing. They see my stories. They send me texts. If I'm not online for a long time, I will have customers that come and, and leave a message like, I haven't seen you. Are you okay? And that is, that it's been like such an impact in my life. I have also had, um, it, it's not just about customers. I have to give a special mention to my models, uh, the people that have collaborated with me in the in the collections. And the last photo shoot we did was for the Phoenix collection that was um, inspired by stories of real people, uh, real stories of survival and having to start again in life, given it's, you're moving cities, you're, start, you're, you're just gone through a fresh friendship uh, breakup or or relationship or you just had a massive event life-threatening event in your life whatever it is starting again it's really difficult so this collection was about that and i had uh, 14 15 stories shared with me and uh seven of these people came to the photo shoot and it was such a good experience it was um there was someone uh elodie which is she's um self uh self-love advocate um that she has opened up about her cystic acne journey on on social media 
and um, there is uh, two autistic advocates, uh, Vicky and G. And, and for G, it was really difficult because she's very shy. And I told her, well, you can come, just have a look. You don't have to take part of it. Like, if you just have a look and see. So next time, you know what it's like and you can decide, make like a more informed decision accepting on doing this kind of things like it's okay and she lives close so i would you know love to have you and so you can see the behind the scenes you don't have to model what i created inspired on, on you we can be someone else and she came at the end of the day she decided she was going she was going to join and after the the collection launched she sent me a text saying you changed my life and that was like, oh my God, I wasn't expecting, I didn't even realize. And it's not what I'm here for. I never shared this with anyone. This is the first time I said that. Is is the impact in my life that yeah. having this brand, like I, I, I can see the impact on others, but I don't think they realize how much this has impacted my own life, my mental health, feeling that you have a purpose, that you can help others going through things like you. And not say oh it's everything's gonna be better my product is the answer to your problems it's not but it's a tool to help you get in there yeah and i've been so happy to be able to offer that i also had um you know the recent documentary uh cleopatra yeah so the the actress from cleopatra bought a jumper from my from my my shop wow and this has been my, my best-selling jumper. She, she actually bought the last one. I didn't realize that, that she bought it, right? Until she, she posted it in social media and then she texted me and said, this is like the, the jumper says, this too shall pass. And she was getting so much hate online, trolls sending threats and, and things like that. And uh, she took my jumper to an interview in... Um, is it this morning? I think it's called the show. Yeah. And she tell, she told me, like, this is my comfort jumper. Like, I've been taking it everywhere I wear. Everywhere is so soft, but also the message. This too shall pass. So she's enduring a hard time in her life, dealing with all the trolling or the critics or the people trying to sabotage the, the documentary with something I created. Yeah. And that is inspired by the story of somebody else is that jumper is part of the phoenix collection inspired by jessica's journey of having to go through emergency surgery to remove her colon and learning to live with the stomach bag so it's like it comes full circle how someone else's experience through me is getting to somebody else and it, it makes it the perfect thing it's helping people to connect there yeah. is meaningful conversations happening in one end and the other. And for me, it's like, can I ask for something better? I don't think so. That's incredible. That's incredible. And like, what incredible feedback, like you said, someone coming to you saying you've changed my life. Like, you can't really get a bigger compliment. <laughs> than Honestly, <that> really. <laughs> like, sometimes I, I'm very, um, I struggle with accepting price and accepting um compliments i think it's it's a very normal experience when you have grow you you grew up uh, in chaos and you you have trauma yeah. a anyone listening that have had 
to go through a really, really challenging upbringing. They might find themselves like that, like you you find it hard to deal with someone saying something good about you. And I don't yeah. tend to share it very often. So I'm trying to practice that, like to, to tell people what, what good things are happening for me in, in this that are, like you said, aside from money. Because it's, it's not just about profit. Of course, you can't run a business that will break you. So I'm I'm not get there. I'm not there yet. Like, oh, this is the most profitable business. But what I have found in the middle, getting there, it's giving me the energy to keep going. Yeah, that's incredible. That's so good. I love that. It's such a great story. And like, you've shared so many kind of things there that I'm sure are really inspirational to other people as well. Because you know, like you say, it's not necessarily all about the cash coming in obviously it, it does play a part in that and then um, you obviously need to make a living but um ultimately your your brand's here for a bigger purpose and we spoke about that before we actually started the call but yeah there's there's a meaning there's there's reason there's there's, there's people this the world is full of billions of people and ultimately a lot of them do struggle on a daily basis with some kind of mental health challenge so i think like even just spreading positivity like the messages that you're spreading I think is, is a really powerful powerful thing so thank you so much and I, I think in, in as a business owner if, if you have a business whatever it is mine it's it, it's around mental health let's say you have a candle business or I don't know just think about what you bring to people's life it's and for you like what it means for you like you said, the profits, right? I have had periods and I have had launches before this one that I sold nothing. And and for a day, I was like, this is it. I can't keep doing this because my ego is also hurt when that happens. Oh. I feel like people rejected me. Yeah. People don't like the things I, I am, I'm, I'm selling them. But the question is, am I hel helping them enough so my, my product is not helping them if they, they're not buying it. Because you need to create something that makes their lives easier. Yeah. So if my product is not making their life easier, so what's going on? So what keeps me going is thinking, well, trying to find out how to help them is making me going on. It's helping me have a purpose. It's helping me to not give up. What will I rather be doing? So every time that I feel like I'm going to stop doing this, I can't keep going. So, okay, let's say I stop today. What will I be doing? If I can't have an answer for that, that really makes me happy, then I keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And that, that's what I've been doing every time I feel like, oh, this is it. You know, that the, the business owner life is like up and down, up and down. Every time it's down, I ask myself the same question. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. I think it's very clearly. <laughs> so I think that's amazing and you mentioned obviously your products are just a tool essentially to support like your mental health or somebody's mental health journey have you got any other suggestions of tools or resources that have kind of supported you on yours yes yes so the first one of course is positive messaging messages around your life give it it's it's clothing give it it's uh prints that you can put on your open your wall it's um i have an app called uh, mantra that gives me a positive message every hour wow. uh, 
and it is it, it looks so silly at first you're like like it gave me a, a positive <laughs> quote this morning i said i'm a multimillionaire and well, i was i read it and i was like oh yeah of course but then i was like but why not why yeah okay. think about myself like a multimillionaire why not yeah so it's at first it sounds silly but your brain will catch up on that think about this your brain is being catching up and all the negative things that people have been telling you your own life and you believe them yeah. you live up to them like yeah no i can't do this because i'm such a bad listener who told you you were a bad listener yeah oh no i can't do this because or or getting into a relationship this is something i used to say i don't want to have a relationship with you because once you know me better you won't like it yeah and and why will i say that that was something that my mom will say to me if people knew how you really are, they wouldn't like you. Mm. So, you know, things like there is a negative dialogue, internal dialogue that is being put there. And when you dig into it, because it's very, very painful. But once you dig into it, you will realize that most of it is being put there by somebody else. So why wouldn't you try to replace it with something positive put there by yourself? So surround yeah. yourself with positive messages wherever your your wherever float your boat, be it my positive clothing, be it um, uh, that an app with positive messages, or just you know prints in open your wall, uh, wallpaper on your phone, whatever you name it, you will feel very very silly at first, but I promise you, in your lowest days you will need it. Yeah. Secondly, and and this is hard. A hard one having a support system is really hard it's not something that everyone can have there is people that are all alone by themselves in the world for many different reasons so if you can make a support system that you can trust that you can share your worries but also the good things like i said it's difficult to accept price to accept that you deserve it and to share it share with others and say i'm very proud of myself because i did this you feel like you're gonna come across a bragging especially if you're a woman so that's that's something that i definitely recommend people try to have a support system evaluate those around you that you have the right people to listen to you people that don't invalidate you and if you don't know how this these things present then educate yourself about how to spot invalidation in your life how to spot ableism in your life how to spot um people that behave like politicians in your life because those you don't want them they are not good for your healing journey um another tip i will have is uh, the healing journey is is tiring very tiring and that's why many people avoid it Many people prefer the ignorance and the bliss because, in theory, it's more fun. You're just out there enjoying your life because at the end of the day, that's what, what we all want. So healing is tiring. It's, it sometimes can feel even more traumatic than the experience of trauma itself. So give yourself the permission to live certain experiences or do certain things without having to think about your healing journey enjoy yourself as well like today is not about that today is about i don't know just being here in the present and what we live in my son always tells me 
the, the past doesn't exist and the future doesn't exist in science. Technically, those things don't exist. You can't touch yesterday, you can't touch tomorrow, but you can't touch today. So if it, when you, even what happened this morning is already gone. It's not there anymore. So when you try to live in the present, at least one day in the week, put it in your calendar. I don't know, 7 p.m. on Saturday, I'm going to live in the present and set up an alarm. It's silly, but when it comes and you do it, you're like, oh, so this is how it feels to feel good. Oh, wow. I don't remember. So it's, it's just small changes that you can do in your life. But with time, when your brain picks up, you will find yourself having a, a more positive mindset. And it comes from someone that is very negative, okay? I'm, I'm the most negative person that you <laughs> Like, you won't believe it after this chat if you think, if you could see my thoughts when I'm trying to do something, when I'm my creative processes, like, you can't do this. Why are you doing that? You know, people will find out that you are fake. You're fake because you're not a fashion designer. You can't do this. Why do you, who do you think you are? You know, all these things are in my head all the time. I'm very open about them. But also, I keep going. I don't believe them. They are there. They come. But I know these are lies. And the more that you do to support that, to support that you have to believe these things are lies, the better your mindset will be with time. It's not a quick fix. But you have to have an emotional to toolbox. And put it there. Whatever helps you regulate your emotions, just go for it. It's cheaper done therapy sometimes if you can't afford therapy then you can afford little things that can help your mindset i'm not saying it's better than therapy but do things to support that especially if you are already waiting for an appointment for therapy because it's, it can be like a long wait and you can feel like you're hanging on a thread and that you can't keep going um there will be these moments that you feel like that then you need to have your resources at hand so those are my recommendations. I, I talk a lot, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think that's perfect. And I, I agree with and would back up all of those statements that you just kind of made, like, because I've gone through my whole process of healing, let's call it as well. But um, yeah, I completely agree with all of those things. Like it's so easy for us to believe, first of all, believe what other people are telling us is true. So if yeah. you've been constantly told of, you're unlikable, you're unlovable, you're stupid, like, then you believe it. So exactly that, like, you need to start looking at the reverse message and say, right, what can I tell myself that I can slowly absorb? And it's like positive affirmations, right? Like, and it's almost like when someone comes to you and, like, for example, the girl that came to you and said, you've changed my life, that gives you extra motivation to keep going because you yes. know you have positive impact. If you can keep telling yourself you're amazing, you're good at this, you're good at what you do, you're going to slowly start seeing the results, you're going to slowly start to believe it because you're seeing the results from that. So that is one of the most powerful things for sure. And like you say, like healing journeys are very messy. They are can be very traumatic. Very, very tiring. And, and mm -hmm. it's important to keep in mind that being positive and having a positive mindset doesn't mean that you have to practice uh, toxic positivity. No. So if, if you feel rubbish, allow yourself to feel rubbish, to yeah. go through it. Because that's part of understanding that your feelings are valid. That while you're thinking about how this is, like, let's say back then when I had a, a lunch and I sold zero items, 
I felt so bad, like, oh, people, like I said, rejected. I know they weren't rejected me, rejecting me, but I had to sit in the, those uncomfortable feelings to be able to evaluate what I'm going to do next. So you yeah. have to sit with them. You, you can't avoid it. You yeah, can't yeah. numb it because there, there is many ways that people numb their feelings, like shopping or drinking or drugs or even just going out, like, oh, the sun is out, I need to be out, you know? Sometimes you just need to sit with your feelings and just let it be, cry, tell someone I'm feeling really, really upset. I'm frustrated because the more that I do, and I do things and I feel like running and I'm not fin you know, getting to the finish line. You, you are allowed to feel these things. The important thing is not believing that because you're, that you are not reaching the finish line because you are defective or because you are wrong or unlovable or because I'm a piece of shit, rubbish, sorry. <laughs> edit that please <laughs> you know so it's it's important that you understand that that you can feel like you feel but don't feel like it's your fault yeah there will be times that you probably did something wrong but making mistakes is only human nobody was born to be perfect so so not avoiding your 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 set of feelings will help you to you know reach a mindset that is more positive more compassionate towards yourself that is not toxic positivity. No, I just being compassionate and showing compassion for yourself as you would with other people. Because I think it's so easy for us to treat yes. other people in certain ways. We kind of forget to treat ourselves like that as well. So I think that's a really important message there and one for people to take away for listening. So thank you so much for that. That was amazing. That was so good to chat to you. You're really so welcome. Relate so much of what you said. Um, just to close, is there anything else you want to kind of share um, or any more tips or anything that you've got around like mental health journeys, anything like that? Well, I want to touch a little bit on if, if you are creating a business and you don't know where, where to, to start, don't do the same mistakes I did. I, I just, I opened my shop and like, oh, it, it felt like the, the, the only, like the only thing I could do because if I stopped in my idea too long, I wasn't going to do it. So I just opened an Instagram account and like, how do you, how do I make a website? And I started like trying to make it. And, you know, I've, I've been out of the game of being a designer for 14 years. So I had to like, kind of like learn a lot of things again. Social media wasn't a thing 14 years ago. And, it, and because I'm going to be 40, I like to speak to people that are reaching this, this age threshold, feeling like starting again is, something that is not for you and you're never gonna make it you might never gonna make it there is no it's not set in stone that you will or you will not but you may as well try yeah. there is nothing to lose and do your research if you don't know about market research just go online and how do i do market research just google it now we have chat gpt just chat gpt the hell out of it like how do i help me do market research and then chat gpt will do everything for you at least it, it's it's people say oh it's not the best because it's not personal but it will help you it will help you like maybe what do i need to do for market research and just go from there 
start seeing what people like, why they like it, and how doing this will help your life. Yeah. If that will make you happy every single day. Because the day that you wake up and what you're doing is bringing you more sadness than satisfaction, you have to leave. Yeah. You're doing a disservice to your products and to the people you're helping. So that's that's my, my final thought. Amazing. Thank you. What one to close on that? So good. So if anyone wants to connect with you and see your products, how can we find you? They can go to my website. This is the remix.co.uk uh, where you will find collections divided by um, emotions, situations like anxiety, healing, self-love, therapy. Or you can find it by categories like just sweatshirts, jumpers, t-shirts, dresses. I I like to think I have a little bit for everyone. Like if you have, if you want to shoot out to the top of your lungs, there will be a jumper that says it very big and loud. And if you want something very like discreet for yourself because you have an event or something that's causing you anxiety, then you have like shirts, um, like this one that I'm wearing that have just a message right here in the calf or just a, a message in the line of the of the neck, something that is very subtle. So I like to think that I have something for every occasion to, to support you in every step of the of the road, of the way of your healing journey. You can also find me on Instagram uh, at thisistheremix.uk. Uh, same for TikTok, same for um, Twitter. I don't use Twitter that much, but if you do, just follow me there. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Like, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I'm sure you're going to have lots of people that are kind of in that healing journeys that come in to have a look at you and check out what you're doing. Because I think you're spreading such an amazing message. Definitely should be checked out. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak my mind about these things I'm very passionate about. That, that just, I don't know who listens to this, but thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. And, uh, and you too for bringing my like contacting me with so, such an exciting thing like someone wants to hear about my brand oh my god and I yeah. think it's nice I think it's something that, really nice that you're doing oh you're welcome thank you for joining me because it's something that I'm super passionate about as well like I like talking about mental health I like it like understanding more about people's journeys and obviously this is the, the podcast commerce club it's all about supporting product business founders and I'm sure many product business founders struggle with the mental health at some point so if this can help somebody overcome something then that's obviously a really cool thing as well so and your you. journey is also very interesting I've been following it and it's oh. really interesting I think it needs to be spoken about more because it, 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 the office life is not something like it's, it's not mainstream anymore <laughs> <laughs> Not the one, is it? No. <laughs> not, not, I mean, obviously, it's for some people, for sure. But for me, and like... Yeah, yeah. No, for those who it is, fine. But for the, the, the all other lot that is not, they have to know they're not alone, that there's now something that, that they can say out loud, this is not for me, and it's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Like, just trying to spread the word that it doesn't need to be this linear life. You don't need to have a linear life. You can yeah. do whatever you want to put your mind to. So, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me.
you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe and download the next episode of the Commerce Club podcast, which will be coming very, very soon. But in the meantime, if you're looking for some more free business advice on how to set up or build your product-based business, I have a brand new free masterclass available for you now on the Commerce Club. And I've designed it for you if you've always dreamt about starting your own brand. Potentially, you love fashion and you want to design your own luxury silk dress collection, or you're passionate about skincare and have formulated an epic new product that helps cure acne, or possibly you've identified a demand for a new kitchen utensil that helps people with arthritis cook safely. This sounds just like some of my previous clients. They all had a great idea for a product and they contacted me to help them bring their idea to life. Most of them had no idea where to start with setting up their business and at first they didn't have the budget to invest in someone to help them so they invested in my online courses to set them on their way to launch their brand. If you are ready to start turning your business dreams into reality but don't know where to start I'm going to share with you the same advice I gave them in this free masterclass the five steps to starting your product-based business. By the end of the masterclass you're going to have learned how to adopt a founder's mindset, know how to validate your idea and figure out where you sit in the market, know who your ideal customer is and where to find them, have an idea of how you will source and buy your product and know how to plan your launch by marketing and selling to a warm audience. You're going to be really confident and well on your way to setting up a brand by the end of this masterclass and you can subscribe to the free masterclass right now via the link in the show notes.